I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. Annie, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know how we always start talking highlights. about our highlights. Yes. And you've actually had some time to think about your highlights now. So <laughs> <laughs> what was your highlight this week? Um, I was able to play in a tournament at Torreon. It was super fun. It was a best ball. It was a team of four. Um, you take the best score from two people of the four on every hole. And we got third place. Um, it was good experience. It was super fun. Played with my good friend, Deborah and two of her other friends at the club. She's a member at, and, um, I'm trying to think, did I have, I had a good shot. I don't know. I had good shots and bad shots. I don't, I, it's like, it fades away. My rounds are like, I play too many that I don't really know. exactly. So you should write it down. I know, but sometimes, but I didn't play my best golf during that round, honestly. So I don't but think I want to remember. But there was something that you did well. Okay, this is what you need to start doing. After every round, you need to, you know how people say like, to get better self-esteem, to write down like three good things about yourself and you should repeat those. <laughs> like you should do that in golf. Like after every round, you it, should just write down like three things that you did really well. Even, you at, need to even after the crappy rounds? Well, or if I, I don't believe score. that even if you had a crappy round, I do believe that there was always something that you did well. If it was a connection with the ball, a good putt, or just something that you were proud of. Like it couldn't have been Okay, that it wasn't crappy. that bad. I just got to think. I'm like, I pl- have played a lot of rounds in between that day and the last, you know, week. Lots of rounds. But I think that was really my uh, main highlight. And then I just have another tournament coming up in July. So, okay. How about you? My highlight was we went to see our friends in Nashville. And <clears throat> Callie, one of my best friends, her parents have a lake house. So for 4th of July, we went to her parents' lake house, and it was the first time that my kids <laughs> swam in, in a lake. I don't particularly like lakes, <laughs> so I'm more of like a pool kind of gal where I can see the bottom. Uh, so yeah. I was like, okay, I can't show my fear of like lakes. <laughs> and like, and it's funny because James is like, so what like bothers you? And I'm like, I truly think it's like if I if I swim and I would feel like a fish or something. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, we were like, and you're not scared of shark. Like, so are you scared? But like, of I know there's not a shark in that lake. Yeah, I know. But like, obviously, there's fish in there. So I'm yeah. like, what if I would swim and oh, I would just like I... grab a hold of a fish or something? I, I just don't like it. But anyway, <laughs> we we went tubing, and it was literally one of those moments that I am gonna cherish for the rest of my life because I was on this tube, whatever it's called. Um, like I was holding on to both girls and we were just like riding after the boat and it was, it was seriously like the sweetest thing. And then at nighttime, Evelyn had already fallen asleep, but me, James, our daughter, Olivia, who's four, and then Callie's mom and dad, uh, we went out on the lake and we watched the fireworks from the boat and I was just holding Olivia and it was just like, I am so happy. I'm just so happy. And I just... Love it so much. Oh, that's so fun. I know. So that was that was definitely my highlight. I mean, the whole Nashville trip was a highlight, just everything about it. But that was truly a memory that I will cherish forever. So thank you to Callie and Josh and Callie's family for letting us hang out at their house. Um, all right. Annie, today 
is mostly going to be about you. About me? <laughs> what? Well, no, what I what I want to find out, we've known each other for six years now. Mm-hmm. And I know when you picked up a golf club the first time. But I also have like my, what would you say? I have my memories of what I remember from you swinging a golf club. Like when you first came to me. Yeah. But I want to hear like your version. So tell me, like, what other sports did you play as a kid? And why was golf the one that you ended up with? So back as a kid, I loved gymnastics and soccer, my two dominant sports. Every Saturday, you know, because starting at four, you know, you already get your kids into soccer. And so Uh, When I I started playing in Pine Top, where we were originally from, and then we moved to the Valley, and I kept doing soccer. And then when I was seven, we started adding in tumbling, and I loved it. Tuesdays and Thursdays for one hour, and it was so fun, and I loved it. It's like what made me happy, and so I had a vision of like I dreamed of. I love gymnastics so much. I'm going to become an Olympic athlete in gymnastics. I was very optimistic at that age to think I was going to be a optimistic gymnast. or a dreamer. Hey? Yeah, very much. So it was, I was nine years old and I was doing uh, like one night of tumbling and I just kept getting like these weird feelings in my stomach. And I'm like, I have not ever felt this before. Like what's going on? And then that night I get, I came home and then I wake up the next morning and I ended up being in the hospital because I had a seizure and it lasted a long time. And so kind of ended up those seizures kept constantly happening. And I was really sad because they said no more tumbling because you just can't do that to yourself. You know, it's your brain and even soccer became because it soon became, oh, I'm having a seizure or what I call a feeling on on the court or volleyball court or on soccer. And it's just, I had to let it go. I mean, did you recognize the feeling or the seizure when it was coming? Yes. Cause it's called an aura. And so I would get the aura would build it up to a feeling, which is a seizure. And so that's what would knock me out like for two days and just be, and there was a few times it got pretty bad that I did have to go to the hospital, but, um, sports, that's where I came to the point of yeah, gymnastics and soccer was kind of pushed to the side. And we were because like Because they were telling you so or yes, because they told okay. me so. For those sports, yes. Because if you think it's constant soccer playing in the heat, sun beating down, and then gymnastics, you're just doing flips. And I'm pretty sure my mom didn't want me to do gymnastics yeah, anyway. I can see that. She didn't want that. I mean, I kept doing handstands, that's for sure. I would do a hundred handstands a day, like all the time, but it was no more, no more for that. And yeah. so what I did do is I played volleyball because volleyball is not, I mean, it's quick movements, but it's, you know, I'm not flipping, I'm not tumbling. Volleyball's different. You know, I'm not hitting the ball every single time unless it comes to me. Okay. And so I And did, it's also not like a contact sport like yes, that. Yes, exactly. And so I did volleyball fourth, like fourth grade also, fifth grade, because that's when I started having seizures. And then sixth grade came and I actually was able to find um, the cause of my seizures. And so I had brain surgery. So how long from your first seizure until they figured out how they could, well, is it a cure? 
are you? I'm, I'm not 100% cure because I'm still on medication. And you but will they be would for least, the rest of your life? Probably. Or? It depends. Over time, it just it all depends. Um, so there was three pieces, my hippocampus, amygdala, and part of my left temporal lobe that were almost flipped and were not the same as my right side. And, and so that in that's what caused terms of understanding what you're saying. Yes, is, that's what, what are was, those three parts? So those three parts like were misshaped basically and that's what triggered all of my seizures. And what do those three pieces include? Short-term memory? Yes, like the hippocampus is where it's all of your memory okay. and all of those things and like left temporal lobe, oh, the Google kind of language. And then I don't know that much about amygdala. I don't know. I should probably okay. research it. But those are the three pieces that they were able to fully remove. But it was really hard because after brain surgery, I did have to do two years of therapy to like relearn everything. As in like talking, not talking, not talking, just knowing the difference between words. For example, write like you're writing or write like, you know, you know what I mean? Like just those little things and just kind of building, building blocks. How am I supposed to use my brain now? Because a portion of it is gone. Yeah. And really, okay, yeah, I have short term memory. So what am I going to do to help that? constantly. And over time, my memory has gotten way better. But it just is, you know. And how old were you when you had brain surgery? I was 11. 11. So I met you when you were 16. Yes. So 15. Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah. So from brain surgery until you picked up a golf club for the first time, when did you pick up a golf club for the first time? And what was like the change from, because you still loved volleyball, right? Yes. That was like the one sport that you could do. Yes. So what made you go from volleyball to golf? So I'm thinking back. So seventh grade, I did club volleyball and I didn't make the junior high team. Same thing with eighth grade. I was like on the second volleyball team or whatever. I didn't make it. And I kind of took it as a sign of, okay, I haven't made it these two years in junior high. And after doing club volleyball, I did not like it. It was not my, I'm I'm not happy anymore doing this and being as a team and just, you know, getting yelled at all the time. Like, yes, you can get, like, of course, coaches are not, I'm not saying, oh, coaches don't yell at you. Like they push me, but it's, I'm not happy showing up to practice and it's becoming too much for me. Too, too oh, much, much stimulation. For stimulation for my okay. brain too. It was just, it was a lot going yeah. on. And so it's loud after, yeah. And so I did do eighth grade basketball. That was one thing to pick it up because I loved sports. I always wanted to be keep doing sports, but then we go into high school and it, it's, oh, I don't want to do sports anymore. You know, I, I got to focus on school I Did you have you a hard time in school after your brain surgery? Yeah, I had to get a lot of help. I had what's called an IEP. And so I would always have to have my notes with me on tests or else that's where my memory really comes in. I'm not going to remember how to solve some equa- math equation if I don't have the notes on how to do it. Did you get a lot of help? Or? Yes, yes, okay. yes, I did. I had tutors. I had a lot of people. And then I was able junior year like really to be on my own. Okay. It just took time because the neurosurgeon he told me he's uh says annie it's going to take 10 years 
to fully recover from brain surgery. And so it took, it took a while, you know, and I think about it, I'm like, well, I'm 22 years old. I'm like, it was 10 years this past November. It sounds long, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I had to wait five years to go to Disneyland. Yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of that little fun celebration a couple of years ago. I'll bet. But yeah. So back high school, it was, you know, I just threw sports. I was like, I don't, I don't think this is meant for me anymore. And then we jump forward to December 24th of 2015. I was 14 years old and we decided, Hey, let's go to Top Golf. You know, I'll, great. And so I started just hitting those golf balls. And my mom, she says, wow, you're hitting them really well. Like we should get you into lessons. Let's, let's do this, this. And I'm already like, no, 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 I don't want to do lessons. I don't want to become golf. You know, I already shut it down because I'm like, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. You know, but soon time went by. I don't, I don't really remember that springtime, but soon, um, my mom found, your Facebook post on Akatio Friends about, I don't know, what did you say? Tell me what you said about that. Well, so it wasn't me. So I was a part of, because um, I had just moved here from New Jersey. So after my husband decided to retire <clears throat> from the NFL, um, we decided to make a home somewhere. And we went down the list of states and we crossed off all the ones with snow and we ended up in Arizona. So I moved here a little earlier than him. And I wanted to be a golf instructor so bad. So I was a part of a, a BNI, which is just Business Networking International. So it's a it's a group of entrepreneurs that meet to like share ideas and refer each other. And so there was um, a lady, her name is Valerie King, which we both love, by the way, side note, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, but she helped me and put out a post on a Facebook group, which is Akatia Friends. I don't, I don't really know how many members they have, but it's like a networking group for the city or the what would you say community. And she put out a post there that I have this golf instructor that's really awesome, and whatever else she put on there. And your mom responded to that post, and that's how we met. And yes. so I was referred by Valerie. Your mom saw it. And she, and that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit is because from my view or like my angle of the story was she contacted me saying, hi, I have a daughter. She's 16. Yeah. How old were you? I, 16? Uh, 15. 15? Yeah. Um, and I really want her to try and take some golf lessons. And I was like, okay, sounds great. You know, I was new here and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was just awesome. Yeah. And that's how we met. Um, but now as we talk about this afterwards, because I'm sure, and this is just how I remember it, but I remember your mom just telling me that you wanted to take golf lessons. And then a little later on is when she told me that you had brain surgery and that you were not allowed to do any contact sport. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't get that up front, which I totally understand that reason yes, why yeah. you probably wanted to be comfortable with me first and see if this was like a good. Oh, yeah. I was set up. I was so nervous with my first lesson with you because mm-hmm. I, I honestly, in the back of my mind, I was like, I hope she doesn't yell at me because <laughs> I just have that's always so had coaches. I just have always, uh, you know, because yeah. that's coaches. It's a good thing. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I don't want that. Well, know? and I don't believe I think that you need to be disciplined 
yes. in sports yes, because that's how you're successful. But there's a way of coaching and I am not, I'm not going to preach yelling. Yelling is going to take you nowhere. Yeah. I think that let your student know this is my expectation. This is, if you do this, it's going to make me disappointed. And just know, like, and I tell you this all the time, I'm never going to be disappointed in a score that you shoot. I will only be disappointed on how you got there <laughs> if you made some stupid decision as far as like breaking clubs and stuff. Yeah. So if you break a club, you are fired and you are not allowed to come back to me ever again. Yeah. My dad said if I was ever in a tournament and I threw a golf club, he's like, we'd throw your clubs in the trash. You're gone. Like, yeah. we, no, you're done you're playing done. golf if you ever do that. Yeah. But that was, and so that's funny that you say that, that that's how you remember the first golf lesson. I don't have a clear memory of our first lesson. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a clear memory of when your mom came up to me and told me about your brain surgery. Because until this day, I still get goosebumps about that. Because <laughs> it's just, we spend so much time together. And I know you after your brain surgery. Yeah. So with the short-term memory and, you know, like your personality. Yes, right? yes. Like, it's, sometimes. I'm completely different than I was as a kid. Yeah. You know, and someone, I remember in sixth grade, some kid said to me, after surgery, he's like, Annie, you've changed in a good way. Because, And I'm like, don't know if I should take offense or not. <laughs> but because I took a lot of pills as a kid, and so it would be depression or have, you know, going oh. back and forth of just, you know, I just, it was very hard. And so it almost felt, brain surgery is really hard, but it almost felt like free, like freedom from almost everything and I got to be myself. Yeah. That was probably what was one of the most life-changing things after that. And I can't imagine being your mom and dad and just having your child go through something like that. I just, oh, that's a lot to take in. So, okay. So you picked up a club at Top Golf, signed up for a lesson, and then all you remembered was like being really nervous. I didn't yell at yeah. you. You so did not yell at me. The it was so great. I loved it because I remember <laughs> I was I got a golf outfit too for that lesson, and it was so fun. And then we jump towards that summertime. I remember I did golf camps. It's like I signed up for golf camps in the next year because I was going into my sophomore year, and I didn't want to try out for the golf team. I wasn't ready. I haven't, I've picked up a club three months ago. You know, I just, it wasn't my yeah, thing to do. There's a lot to learn yeah, in golf. Way, so much. So I gave it time and my junior year, because I believe I was doing swing lessons once I, in a while. I think Not, we were doing once a week. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't, I mean, constant. it was you just learning. So yes, it wasn't, you know, and so I was able to be, made the team. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, you know, and so the season's going in and I got to play in my first tournament ever. And I was pumped. I was like, look at this. I get to go play in a tournament. You know, this is new to me. Were um, you nervous? Were you oh, excited? Yeah. I was nervous and excited, but not as nervous as sometimes I was more nervous on the Cactus Tour than yeah. high school. So it was at a Gila golf course, a course in Phoenix. And I remember warming up on the range and I just was, let's go out and play. And I was so calm because I try to imagine myself. I I shot an 89. It was my first round and my coach, we 
get on the bus and I'm I say I shot an 89 really that's what he said because it's hard to believe because you know in a good way or in a, in a good way. way in a good okay. way you know in so a good way he was excited yes he was yeah he was good because I mean this is the first tournament you know I was expecting to you shoot 100 I didn't know but I really wasn't I honestly I in that moment I probably didn't care that much about the score because I was so excited to play in this is real golf I wish everyone would feel that way I know. No, I'm just saying like competition is, yeah, it's hard. And I think pressure is on. And so to just have that feeling of like, oh, I feel so good and fortunate to just be able to play in a tournament instead of like, oh, I need to do this and this and this and that. And I need to score in the fifties to, you know? Yes. I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's so great that you remember that feeling of just being excited to like, yeah, just play. And it was so fun because I got a birdie too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I learned a lot, even just advice. Look, a previous episode, we talked about etiquette rules. A girl helped me make sure I had proper etiquette too. And just, I, you know, it's a beginner experience and it was completely awesome. So I loved shooting that 89. But the frustration kind of was, oh, well, now I'm shooting back in the 90s. So we'll talk more about scoring in a later episode. But the high, high. yes, but I was really happy with shooting that 89. And that was my junior year. And then jump. Yeah. So then so then you played your junior year. You played your senior year. Yes. On the team because you made it your senior year, too. Mm -hmm. Right. There's tryouts every year. Yes. Um, And then what about college? So the spring of senior year, I got on some website and had a profile. And I remember you helped me make a video of my golf swing, putting, chipping to just kind of get my name out there. And I had some Division three reach out, a JUCO and NAIA. I got an email from Park University and I've never heard of it until I did some research and it was actually a brand new school in downtown Gilbert. And we were like, that's where we live. (laughs) Really? Literally. And so um, I took a visit and I remember, didn't you come with me? Yes. Yes. You came with me. Your mom asked if I could come because I don't remember if Tiffany remembers this as I do, but I want to say she asked me if I wanted to come because she didn't really know what to ask, like as far as like golf site. So like academically, you guys were obviously set. And I remember also talking about the brain surgery because it was a big decision for you to do school and golf. Like, how is that going to affect you? Are you going to be overwhelmed? Like, are you still okay doing both? Are you Mm going to be able to focus on both? Um, So yes, I did come for your visit and it was cool. I didn't even know. Park University was starting a golf team. So I was really excited to go and just see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was committed, did signing day and jump. This is 2019, fall of 2019. We do a season of college golf, which was a good experience for me. I shot more. I played better than I did in high school. I shot more in the 80s. 82 was maybe probably one of my best, which feels good. 82, 84 range. And I had the experience of going to Kansas, uh, some national golf club. It was beautiful. It was October. Um, That was a good experience. But after that, after that one season, I kind of questioned myself of, do I want to be here? Because it was, I didn't have an IEP, which was fine because I was really after senior year, 
I got all straight A's. I was really, I felt really good. And I was, but I also, I don't know if I want to dedicate the next four years of my life feeling like a repeat of high school. Always, you know, needing help. <laughs> Shout out to my mom for editing papers, my sister, and just it's a team. And I don't, I don't want to have to depend on other people for, you know, college. And um, I, I honestly, I don't know if I could balance both golf and college. And so we did a lot of talking because my coach actually he decided he took another job at a different college. And so it kind of left me questioning, well, do I want to be here? And my parents and I would put a lot of thought into it. You came for a lesson oh, and yes. you said, Cecilia, there's something I have to tell you. And whenever someone says that, <laughs> you just don't really know what to expect. I know. Oh yes, I remember. And so I was I remember. like, what is going on? But I I'm very grateful because most of you guys feel comfortable talking to me. So I was like, whatever is on your mind, just let me know. And I preach college. I think it's great because it teaches you so many things. So I think that's why maybe you felt a little, not uncomfortable, but nervous talking to me. Because the first thing you says is, I'm going to drop out of college. And I said, why? And you said, because I'm having a hard time academically and playing golf at the same time. And didn't I say, don't be mad at me? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. said that. I said, said that all be, the time. I said that. Don't be mad at me. Like that was my first thing. Cause I knew I was like, you okay, did say that. I got to have the, told before I said, I said, don't be mad at me. <laughs> no, you did say that. You said, yeah. don't be mad at me. And I was like, you need to just spit it out. What is it? Yes. Yes. And I remember said, this. I, I'm going to drop out of college. I said, okay. And I said, have you talked to your parents? Because at the end of the day, right? Like your parents yeah. need them, uh, love them. And you said, yeah, we made the decision together. And so I said, okay. And my follow-up question was, so what are you going to do now? Turn pro. <laughs> no, not, well, <laughs> but I wanted to be, um, I told coach, I was, uh, I want to be a professional golfer. I both, I want to be a professional golf instructor and I want to be a player. Yeah. It's just, I want to see, okay, I want to be able to play the best golf and I want to shoot par. Just that's what I told coach I wanted. I want to pursue a career in golf. And he totally agreed and totally was like, I support you. And so it was just from then on, I remember in 2020 is when I started working for you, right? I don't well, know. you Tell started working for me before COVID and is we were why? an awesome team. Yeah. Remember? Because I said, you can be my assistant. Because that's yeah. when I was, I got pregnant with Olivia. Yeah. And I was like, you can be my assistant. I'll pay you this much a week. And I was just sending you left and right doing things for me. Yeah. <laughs> like you were, yeah. I mean, we were killing it. We were a yeah. great team and you helped me out a lot. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And um, it was just hard because, I mean, COVID was COVID. Everyone has a lot of opinions on what to do and not to do during COVID. Mm -hmm. I got to keep my job, which I'm very thankful for, but it was just different because I couldn't do a lot of group stuff. And so I couldn't afford to pay you anymore to be my assistant. Yes. Um, and so that's how that happened. And then... So, and then we jump in because I was March 2020. I kept helping you. So yes. that way I, would, I was continuously helping you. And then that's when we actually became members of Torion Golf Club. That's right. And then I was spent the summer there and kind of coming back and forth. I would drop in and see you because I wasn't helping you with summer camps because I already helped you the two years before that. And I want to try something new. Mm -hmm. And so 
I did um, a summer there and that's when it actually really helped me. We jumped forward to that October of 2020, deciding to go play in the Cactus Tour, a tour for professionals and amateurs. And And at this point, though, you were practicing on your own. Yes. So you had come to me and said, I want to play on the Cactus Tour. I want to try and um, play professionally. And I said, okay. But you were still coming once a week to see me for a swing lesson. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Yeah. And so then tell me, you played on the Cactus Tour. How many And it was awesome. So I played in three events. Um, It's three-day tournament. So that's nine rounds of, of tournament golf. And it was awesome. I mean, I remember being absolutely nervous in my first Cactus Tour event, shaking on the tee box. Um, but over time it became a good experience and I was able to shoot my best round a 74 and that kind of, that 74 felt like that 89 back in high school, you know, that best round, best, it felt like the best round of my life. And I want to shoot 74 over and over and over. And that did not happen. And so jump towards that. We did that in the fall. And then 2021, we kept playing in more Cactus Tour tournaments. It was in February and March, April, I feel we played in Cactus Tour tournaments and it was kind of still only seeing you once a week. I'm just shooting in the high 80s. It was mostly you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you refer me and you as we we. or you as we. I know. But at that point, you were still coming just once a week. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. And it it was literally, if it was 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., it was 888 to 9 Zero zero. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like it was just on the hour and that was it. And so, and I tried doing things on my own like that summertime too. I would check in with you, you know, oh, when do you have time? And then I played in another Cactus Store tournament in September of 2021. And that did not go so well. It was, I, I thought, oh, I've been playing at Torian. I'm going to, I'm going to play great and I'm going to do awesome. And it was a no-go. I mean, I don't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure I did get 10 up and downs, which is a chip and a putt, um, on the last day and shot an 84 because I shot a 90 the day before then, a 90-90 or something. I can't remember. But it was almost after that tournament and texting you and telling you about that, it was a turning point. Is that how I'd say it? I don't know. How did no, you it feel? Definitely yeah, it was, was a turning point of okay, girl, you're not getting better just by playing in every single one of these tournaments when all you're doing is just showing. You know, it's good. I look back, I'm grateful that I put myself in those situations of the Cactus Tour and I needed that because how would I know if I want to be a professional golfer instead, you know, and so it was awesome playing those events. But if I want I can't just consistently play in them and expect to get better if I'm not really putting, taking lessons from you. And so- Talk about, yeah, so September 2021. Yeah, that was that a tournament. Point. What happened? Tell me. So I don't think you know what hard work is until you've experienced hard work. Does that make sense? So yeah. for you, when you come to me and I'm, listen, I'm 35. I'm only what 13 years older than you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I have all this experience. But from what I saw, I saw that you came out to the golf course and practiced a little bit. And then you're coming to me and you're like, I want to be on tour. So in my head, I'm more thinking, 
I'm not really sure she knows what it takes to become something bigger or like whatever you do in life. It takes a lot of work. Like if you're going to be successful, it's not like you just like stumbled, stumbled up on success, you know, like, and I think that goes for any sport. So like for my husband, for example, that played in the NFL, he was an offensive tackle and he started playing football his senior year of high school. And they were like, um, he was on the basketball team because he really wanted to play basketball. And his senior year of high school, his coach was like, I want you to work out with the football team because I want you to stay in shape because he's six, seven. I don't know how heavy he was at that point, but over 300 pounds. That's a lot to be in high school. And it just turned out that he was like really good at football. And then he played five years in college and then he was drafted to the Giants. But even with that, that was a lot of hard work. So even if he like stumbled up on the opportunity that he's really good at it, he still had to work for it. And that goes for everything, right? So for you too. Yeah. And so in my head, I'm thinking, wow, she she really wants to play on tour. Like it takes more time. It takes more effort. It takes more of a plan. And one of the greatest learning lessons for me in life has been that you are not stronger on your own. You are the strongest if you have a team of people around you. And I thought the opposite. I yes, thought I literally thought I can do this on my own. I, I yeah. don't need anyone else. I can do my own up and downs. I, you know, short game work. I know how to hit the ball thinking I can do it on my own. And and I'm just so thankful yeah. that you're admitting that. Yeah. You know, like I think that's a huge like step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if you if you're trying to learn something, you're only going to know as much as you know. But where else are you going to give? get information. If you don't have me, if you don't have Drew, if you don't have Kaz that helps you with your training, we are the ones giving you all this knowledge. So that's how you're going to learn and how you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. So with that said, <laughs> I was getting a little frustrated because you were frustrated and you came to me once a week for a swing lesson, except for that summer when you spent that whole summer at Torian. And I'm like, she, I haven't seen her in two and a half months. And here she is and she's playing a tournament in September. And I was, and you came to me and you were like, it's not working. Like I'm not doing well. It's not working. And I'm frustrated because I'm like, well, you're not putting in the work to make it work. And so I called my boss (laughs) and I was like, you have a lot of experience, you know, way more than I do. You played a lot. You taught a lot. Annie needs a little wake up call and whatever direction that's going in, you know? So he was like, you know what? Let's do this. We're going to get together with her parents. We're going to sit down for dinner And I was like, can you just, I don't know, like, just let her know the work that goes into being a professional golfer, because I don't think she's getting it. And I don't know what it is because I've never played on tour. Yeah. So I've only been around people on tour, but I've never lived the tour life. Like you live out of your suitcase, like 50 weeks out of the year. So we sit down for dinner and (laughs) everything he's saying is about, you know, like, to even afford to be on tour, you need sponsors and you need this and you're going to travel and you need a team and you need you need a trainer, you need a swing coach, you need a coach, you need a putting coach, you need this, da 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 Like it was just like a list of things that you need to like play professional golf. Yeah, right? I remember that. And I'm sitting there like, oh, girl is going to fall back so fast. Uh, yeah, he did straight up say to me, you're a terrible golfer. No, <laughs> yes, he did he not did. say that. He said, 
you're terrible. You're just terrible. He knew. I mean, I just what shot 90 in the tournament. Yeah. We needed to put, yeah, it's terrible. I do remember She's him terrible. saying. She's terrible. He flat out said that. I don't remember that. I do. If they, I if do remember that, it's true. Yeah. But I remember him saying, is this the tournament you want to have as your starting point? Do you want this to be the start of your career? And if you do, then I will be your swing coach. Cecilia will be your coach. You're going to do this. We're going to meet this many times. And this is when you're going to go up to Sun City. And this, like, he had a whole plan. And I'm just sitting there eating my salad and I'm thinking like, oh, girl, you have no idea. And your mom goes, that sounds great. When can we start? I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I said, wait, what? I was pumped after hearing all that. Oh, my I loved gosh. it. I was like, I'm ready. I want the caddy where it says brown on the back. Of oh, it. I'm all you know, for it, I want that. I want that. Right after that session, I was Let's go. No, I took it. The conversation I took it was like, she she's not gonna want it because it's too much work. In your head, it was like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what's so exciting. Yeah. So that's what I remember from that dinner. You clearly remember him saying that you're a terrible golfer. Literally. Um, but here we are. And we're a year and a half later. Yes. Would you say that your round when you shot a 74? would be the same as if you would shoot a 74 today. What is different? And why do you think the 74s would be different? Because I did not know as much as I do now. I always look back to that 74 because I'm always curious. Oh, well, why am I not? Why? Why is my, I always ask you why. Why am I not playing now? Why am I not shooting that 74 again? And I think back to it that I remember my swing was pretty bad at that 74. And you told me one thing to focus on was bring the club back. I picked one focus of just, and I had the slowest swing in the world. I mean, I maybe hit my driver 180 yards. I mean, we had to go because the swing was just bad. And so I, I remember after, I remember on the front nine, I think I shot plus six and then I did get and then I was like oh great I'm plus six what's the point of trying and so I kind of just chilled I was with my dad and I got birdies on the back nine and I even even though I got a birdie it wasn't oh my gosh I'm gonna get a birdie now we gotta shave off 10 strokes no I stayed very calm and that's what got me that 74 now if I were to shoot a 74 today it would be different because I actually know the game a lot better. I know course management. I will pick a target when I go out and play. What club am I going to use? Where's the best landing spot? What should be, you know, I know a lot more, but sometimes I kind of have to simplify it to make sure I don't have too much. So I'm, I I don't know, it's complicated because I want to shoot that 74 again. And it was so simple, my mind, but I know way more, which is a good thing. And so I feel like I have to try and find that in between to be able to shoot a 74 every time. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So what are your goals? Do you have any goals for this fall? Um, Probably play more Cactus Tour tournaments. Depends what's on the schedule. And even not even tournaments, just keep figuring out what's holding me back. Because sometimes that's what I feel. I just am shooting in the 80s and maybe one round of a 79 or 78. 
because I get blow up holes and I just want to find a way, man, how can I hit more greens and regulation? How can I not be, because nerves is something, oh my gosh, I was so nervous in, on the cactus tour back in 2020. But when I played, I played in a cactus tour event back in February and I actually was kind of nervous on the first tee, but then I wasn't. I was comfortable. I'm comfortable playing on the cactus tour. But what I really want is I want to be able to figure out, okay, how can I shoot par or better on the cactus tour? How can I get better so I can go play on the Epson tour? How can I play in Monday qualifiers? I want to strive to figure out how can I be be the best golfer that I can be. That's what I want to figure out. I love it. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank and you. I don't. I, I say that maybe not enough, but I am <laughs> proud of you. And I think that you know what hard work is now, and I really appreciate that because as much work as us as coaches put towards you, it's nice to see that you're giving that back. Yeah. So I appreciate you a lot. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep working and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. And then I'm going to be on tour and you're going to see me. Do it. You're going to be my caddy and you'll be able to wear the brown, the bib, you know, the yeah, caddy's wear I'll brown it. on the back. Sounds good. Can't That'll wait. Awesome. Anyways. All right, Annie. Well, I know we appreciate hearing more about you. So we will talk to you next week. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.